When they were young, the world seemed so much fun. It's on this day with backseat coaches. Another day, another on this day. It's the 27th of May today. We're going back to 1984. And in keeping with my last one, my last theme of doing three things in a certain amount of time, uh, this was the day that Manuela Maliva won three tennis matches in one day, becoming the first professional to ever have done so. And, yeah, it's not been done since. I I don't know. Every article said she was the first professional to do so. It never said only. So I'm assuming it's been done since. How? But I could not find any evidence as to the fact. I couldn't see who had done it since she's just the one that's famous for doing it first, I guess. Yeah. Um, Maliva was a Bulgarian professional. She'd been born in Sofia and she was one of three Maliva sisters, all of whom became top 10 WTA tennis players. So that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'd never heard of them. I'd never heard of any of them. I think uh, Katerina is one of them and Magdalena, I think, is the other one. Um, I'd never heard of them. I don't know much about tennis from that era, probably from anything before my era, really. It's one of the sports I don't know the history of very well. Do you think this was like pushy parents or so their dad was like a tennis coach? Her mom was a tennis coach and coached all of them in their, in their young days. Nice. So she wasn't a tennis player as far as I could tell. She was just a professional coach and brought them all through with good foundations, I guess, because they all, they all went on to be very successful. Um, Manuela, probably the most successful of all of them. She became a pro in 1982, having just won the Junior French Open, age 17. So she was real young at this point. In 19, this was 1984, she was 17. Um, she won her first... Right, yeah. Yeah, so she, she was 15 when she turned pro in 1982. It's so young, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's... like we, We're seeing that with... Um, Goff now. Yeah, Coco Goff, yeah. But it's it's still very rare now and people yeah. people go professional uh, much earlier now than they did then, I'm sure. Yeah, like it still feels exceptional, doesn't it now? Yes. Like yeah. You think I don't know. I don't know whether you, do you think people are going professional earlier now or later? Um there's more money to be made in it now, so I would have thought earlier. I think but earlier, but then people have more yeah, like it's it's more competitive for one, but also people have more of a like, uh, make sure you can do something else sort of attitude these days. Certainly in certainly here yeah. in like the US, like you try and you try and make sure you have got a fallback, don't you? Whereas in, True, in yeah. those days, I think people went went more straightforward things. Were like, this is what I'm going to do. I will do this, and this is your way out of Bulgaria. Well, exactly. Yeah. So Bulgaria at the time was a communist country, Eastern Europe, Soviet bloc type place. So yeah. tennis would have been a way out um, of not necessarily poverty, but uh, a strict regime as well. Like traveling yeah. the world just to get away from Bulgaria if you wanted to do that. I don't know. I don't know if she did. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she loved it. I don't know. But it is nice. I've been. Have you? Yeah. I did not know. A few that. Years where, ago have now. You, where have you been in Bulgaria, Sofia? Uh, no, I was on the the coast, the Gold Coast. I think they call it. The Gold Coast, that's in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they were another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> okay yeah i've heard bulgaria the coastlines are beautiful but i've also heard sofia is like one of the best or certainly one of the cheapest cities in europe to visit yeah yeah i didn't actually go to sofia at all mm. yeah. i've heard it's really good i've been yeah i've been looking at going to sofia actually but it's just never quite gotten there and who knows when we get to travel again now not to bring it down but uh. <laughs> well, this is why we're doing it isn't it yeah exactly um <laughs> uh, so she, yes, yeah, so she won her first, first WTA tournament uh, in 1984 in January in Lugano, Switzerland, age 17. And on this day, 27th of May, she was playing in the Italian Open in Perugia. When, so leading up, this was the final day of the tournament. And in the lead up, the, the weather had just been horrendous, which is a bit right. of a shame. Yeah, that's... Sort of what I expected. Yeah, massive, yeah, massive rain delays. They were still at the quarterfinal stage, coming into the final day of the tournament. I think nowadays they probably would just abandon the tournament. Do you think now? If you at the quarterfinals on the last day, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe toss a coin to try and see who gets through. But you you can't be expecting people to play three games in a day. No, that, that is exactly what they did. So she played her quarterfinal first thing in the morning against Virginia Rosizzi, and she won that match seven six four six six two. So it went three sets oh, with yeah. a tiebreak in the first set as well. So that <laughs> that was going to be a tough one to start the day with. And this is on clay as well, which is probably the most draining of all the surfaces. Um, she then came up against a lady called Carling Bassett Seguso, who I've never heard of before. Um, no. Smashed her, one six two six two. Okay, then, good. The, yeah, quick, get, quick one, get that out of the way. And I imagine, like, what my strategy would be in that case would be, let's play really, really risky tennis and, like, yeah, win it quick or don't win it all. That's yeah. what I'd want to do. Serve and volley. Yeah. Or just just serve and hope that they hit the net. <laughs> <laughs> just serve it as hard as you can. <laughs> uh, so she won that game six two. Finished up in the final playing against Chris Everett, who I have heard of. She's one of the ones I have heard of. I think she's on BBC. Chris Everett. I think she does some of the Wimbledon coverage now. Yeah. And she was a legend by this stage. She was at the time five times French champion, a French Open champion had only been beaten six times or no only been beaten by six people on clay in her career which stemmed back to 1970 impressive very yeah. very impressive <laughs> like over 10 years she'd been beaten by six yeah. people uh and she lost this match she lost six three six three to had had she had two games that day as well good question could not find that out there's no like the schedule mm-hmm. isn't anywhere to be found but i would imagine probably or she'd at least would have had two because I think they hadn't got to the semi-final stage. Yeah, so she would have had potentially... She would certainly have had a semi and final. Yeah. But she might have played her quarter-final before the rain hit, or in one of the breaks in the rain, possibly. So, possible that she'd played three in the day, in which case maybe that explains why she would lose. Uh, But but then then they're they're on level pegging, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. So you'd expect her to, like, her superior record, particularly against an 18-year-old just bursting onto the scene, you'd expect her experience to have carried her through. But it didn't. Mm. So Maleva, yeah, she won. She won 6-3, 6-3, lifted the trophy, and it was the second of five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
they put, <laughs> they put the trophy on her, like lying down. I'll just, I'll just lie here for a bit with it, please. <laughs> 1984, unfortunately, with her most successful year on the tour, she won five tournaments in six final appearances. Um, she also won her only Grand Slam title in that year in the U.S. Mixed Open. Oh no, sorry, the U.S. Open Mixed Doubles. That was the only Grand Slam that she ever won. Maybe it's the same thing as what we spoke about a couple of um, a couple of days ago mm. with. Uh, Jesse. Jesse, just don't get off the court. Yeah, she yeah. just, just didn't she just didn't stop playing that whole yeah. year. That whole <laughs> year. <laughs> just keep me going, boys. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, possible. Possible. It's a bit more difficult to do it for a whole year <laughs> than the 40 minutes that Jesse Owens had to do it, but <laughs> certainly possible. <laughs> what I thought was really cool about Maleva was um she got into the top ten in that year in nineteen eighty four. And didn't leave the top 10 until 1992. So she stayed in that's, the top 10 for eight impressive. years. Yeah. yeah. And like she won 19 singles tournaments, four doubles and one mixed doubles tournament. She also won Olympic bronze in 1988. So she must be one of the best players to have never won a Grand Slam, I would think. A singles Grand Slam. To have been top 10 for eight years and never won yeah. a slam. That, yeah. I thought that would put her right up there. Yeah, and the Olympics is a pretty big deal. Yeah, so she only won a bronze in the Olympics in 88. So only. That. Yeah, I know. They didn't even play the bronze medal match. They both got bronzes. So is it even worse? <laughs> oh, because it, it's, it's like boxing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, You don't want to take too much out of them <laughs> in a wasted fight. <laughs> Maybe because like, they're hitting each other with rackets. Maybe they weren't actually very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it actually was in boxing. That was the interesting thing. Was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You learn something new in isolation every day, don't you? When they were young, the world seemed so much fun. It's on this day with backseat coaches.